drama, comedy, two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy, it was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Life's not like an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Welcome to the doghouse. Chapter 17, The Town That Dreaded Sundown. When Archie's attempt to take matters into his own hands spiral out of control, Mayor McCoy calls an emergency town hall meeting to deal with the chaos growling in Riverdale. Let's recap the recap. Fred got shot. The Black Hood's running around. Alice got one of his letters. Archie's going to protect his family. Reggie makes bad jokes. And Archie started a gang. Archie started a gang. I put cult first, but then I was like, no, it's a gang. It's a gang. It's not a cult. Nope. No. All right. So we start with a view of the town. Seemingly beautiful town. Jughead's on his drama kick again. And Jughead is at the library. He's doing research. On serial killers. Yeah. There was Zodiac. In San Francisco. The Axeman. In New Orleans. And the Phantom Killer. Just outside of Texarkana. Texarkana. Uh, he goes up to the librarian, and she asks, are you doing research for school? Jughead says, research, but not for school. The librarian comments that this terrible thing that's going on in this town. I'm talking about that awful video those I'm boys al- put out. Yeah, I'm also talking about that awful video that boys put out. And Jughead kind of makes him raise his eyebrows a little bit. There's some more narration. The mayor puts up a sign. We're, yeah, the, we, we, it's a montage. It is a montage. But uh, she puts up a sign, going to have a town hall meeting. Nobody walks alone, so all the all the vixens are walking together to school. Hal puts an extra lock on the door. Alice, Alice rolls her eyes at she it. She doesn't care. She's she's blaming the serpents for everything in her paper. She's fanning the flame. Got to get that money. Jughead is doing research. And hearing noises outside his trailer. So he turns on the light. Um, Betty gets some mail at school, and Archie is doing some target practice with his gun. Archie's shooting guns! Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica is talking to H and H, Hiram and Hermione. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hermione is asking, "Did you know what what Archie was gonna do?" Am I my boyfriend's keeper? No, nobody's really Archie's keeper. It used to be Betty. <laughs> Betty found out. Uh, Hermione keeps kind of interrogating her about it, and Veronica asks, Daddy, you know, Daddy, come on, help. And Hiram's like, Actually, Veronica, on this, I'm with your mother. Which means you're done dating Archie Andrews. I can date who I want to date. This isn't Amish country. She's got, she's got a point, though. Look, you guys are accusing him of all of this stuff, and I, he made a terrible video, but I haven't heard his side of the yeah. story at all. Yeah, she, she argues well, and then she leaves, and uh, Hermione, what does she say? Something. Well, Hiram is like smirking. Smirking, and Hermione's like, This is. What are you smiling about? Yeah, what are you smiling about? And Hiram goes, Chaos. Confusion. There's just so much. <laughs> well, and I think he I think he basically says, like, Bodes well for us. And she almost, she almost just rolls her eyes at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back to the Cooper household. Polly asked for my help. Yes, uh, Hal and Alice are mad that Polly has left and that Betty helped him. Betty says, at least we know where she is. Polly's scared, and, you know, Alice goes, I'm scared. I'm terrified. I yeah. actually got a little choked it up was, with this. It was, it was very real of Alice. She goes, every time you walk out that door, how am I supposed to protect you? And when, when, when you do this. And when you, you make me the monster. You make me the monster. And then, and then just walks away. Look, Alice is being nutso and sociopath not sociopathic narcissistic with the newspaper because mm-hmm. she's trying to make money for the paper that's what i feel but i also genuinely think she's terrified about what's going to happen to her daughters yes and this she just shatters that whole veneer for a second and gets yes. real with betty yes which is what betty wants mm-hmm. we cut to fred watching the video <sighs> archie's comes in and fred says you need to take it down and archie's I did, but people keep sharing it. You're going to antagonize this maniac. You're going to make yourself a target. I like that. What, you didn't think I was going to see it? Yeah. And then Fred goes, good grief, Archie. 
That's a line that was said a lot in the comics. Oh, Archie. Uh, Betty calls Jughead and says, "Can you come? Can you come for lunch?" And Jughead's like, "Betty, I have to maintain a semblance of being a student here." <laughs> he sees the serpents all gathered around a computer and is like, "I gotta call you back." And he asks, "Like what? We're not watching cat videos at lunch anymore." And Sweet Pea is like, "Did you see this? This guy? He's like, Fogarty wants to earn his." his serpent stripes and I tell him you know you bring me the head of that north sider and Jughead starts freaking out he goes no no like that guy he's a football player just a dumb jock a milk toast and Tony's just kind of eyeballing like she knows something's up Jughead's just why don't you guys go after the black hood and Sweepy says black hood is doing our work for us he targets north siders he goes yeah. he goes after people from the north side mm -hmm. then we cut to Archie he gets a YouTube Ar remix Archie is walking down the hall. He is big man on campus. Uh, mm, walking through the hall. He is, but every, you see everyone not embracing him, but like creepy walking away from him. Kind of intimidated. I don't know. Uh, There's some people I mean, who I think I think the vibe is way more you're a crazy person, go away. I got I I got more of the intimidated vibe. And so he's he's thinking he's hot shit. So he's walking down and then it all comes to a halt the second he gets next to Veronica. Veronica standing in the middle just Head cocked, looking at him. Mm-hmm. They go into a classroom, and she's like, my parents think you're the teen American psycho. Not a good analogy, writers. Not great. And what if he had a uh, chainsaw or an axe? Well, we already had Travis Bickle, so you kind of blew it on that one. Yeah. You need another vigilante. Yeah. But Veronica is just trying to understand what's going on through Archie's head. And she's like, you know, my parents think this about you. And Archie's like, I don't know why your dad's complaining. He's the one who gave me this idea. He said, fight fire with fire. Fight terror with terror. That's and that exactly what he said. And that means putting guys in red hoods like Lord of the Flies nice. and giving a Unabomber manifesto. It's <laughs> pretty good. Then Weatherby over the PA asks Archie Andrew to come to the, to the principal's office. Veronica's suspicious now after mm -hmm. what... Archie told her. Uh, Archie goes to Weatherby's office. Weatherby is reading the words from the video. And he goes, these are hardly comforting. <laughs> he's like, so there's going to be no football. In fact, there's going to be no football team until you write a letter apologizing to the students of Riverdale and telling them that the red circle is over. And then every day you don't do it, you're suspended. Mm -hmm. You uh, want to rethink your stance here? Mm -hmm. And Archie just goes, you know, these are troubling times and we all have to do what we think is right. This is a proper reaction from Principal Weatherby. Mm -hmm. This is very appropriate. Yeah. So then Betty is going through her papers and she's staring at the desk. She is, she is, she's freaked out. Betty's spooked. So Kevin walks in and he just starts talking at Betty. He says, okay. So telling my dad was not cool. <laughs> he even told my mom, apparently Kevin has a mom and she's around. Somewhere. We, we have not met her. Nope. And then he goes, but just so you know, I reinstated my redstatemeet.com account. So there will be no cruising for the foreseeable future. Now the captions spell meet as M-E-A-T. Oh, yeah. Which makes it even more ridiculous. Oh, it's great. And Kevin Cutler. And then Kevin's like... What's wrong? Because her eyes are even wider and still staring at the mm -hmm. desk. <laughs> well, and this is good. Uh, this is kind of a nice bridge from the last episode. Kevin had every right to be mad at Betty. He had, you know, he's calling her like, it wasn't cool what you did, but he's kind of backpedaling it with, I know you're, you're, you're in the right place. He's, like, he's not pleased with her, but he's moving. He's but working he, on it. But he understands. It was, she had, she had a good reason. She wanted to keep him safe. She had a pure heart. Yes. She did not realize the tr the other crap he was going mm -hmm. through. So Betty shows Kevin what she received in the mail. It's the letter from the Black Hood. And he apparently he is doing this for her. Riverdale! <laughs> it's always so dramatic when the title card comes up. By the way, I just have to comment on one commercial that came up. Mm -hmm. There's a makeup that's... The words literally were keratin solution with marula oil. Why wasn't this a CoverGirl commercial? Those aren't words. Come on, CW, you suck. The, the, those are not words. That is not a sentence that works in anything. Mm -mm. I'm sorry. That one just bothered me. 
It's pretend words. I know, right? Word salad. We talked about word salad. Word salad. It's very fun. Mm. All right. We come back from our commercial break, and you're, uh, we're still at the Blue and Gold office. They're reading from the letter, and it says, Your words of the Jubilee inspired me. And uh, uh, this cipher, only you can decode, is where I will punish the next sinner. And it's so bad. Oh, yeah. So Kevin and Betty are talking like, oh, he was at the Jubilee. Well, the whole town was at the Jubilee. Kevin says, we have to get this to my dad. And Betty's like, absolutely not. If my mom sees this, she will make sure I am nowhere near it. Kevin tries to be like, Betty, this is evidence. It's good. You need to be kept safe. Well, what if this is a test? What if this is a start to see what I do? Am, am I, I strong? strong? Am I, I worthy? <laughs> he is a psychopath. And you are in high school, not the FBI. <laughs> Facts. Voice of reason, Kevin Keller. I love you, Kevin Keller. So then we cut to Betty crying with mascara running down her face to her mom. And she is showing her the cipher. Yep. But only the cipher, not the letter. And she's so fake crying. And... You can, you can tell she's fake crying. So Alice takes the cipher, and then she's instantly giving it to the sheriff. And the sheriff's like, why why is he giving it to your daughter? And Alice is like, well, clearly he's terrified of me. He needs a platform. <laughs> <laughs> and the sheriff says, I will get this over to the best cryptologist in Centerville. Alice says, I've already published it in the paper. Uh, I think the whole town should be working on this. And uh, Tom, the sheriff, just looks at her and gives him that, ugh. Yep. That I, I hate you smile. Uh, we cut to a locker room, and Reggie is yelling at Archie, and the whole football team is there, plus Dilton. Uh, and Reggie is, say, is yelling at him, you need to sign this letter because we, we're, we don't have football. There is no football team. Bro, sign the letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Archie's just like, I'm, I'm not going to do that. We need to take this to his home turf. Uh, Miss Cooper thinks he's a Southsider. Let's go after him. They have no idea how serial killers work. No, they really don't. Read your true crime. They're not willing to wait, and and they don't do their homework. Mindhunter. I'm not talking about Mindhunter today. <laughs> uh, Reggie says, no, I'm done. We're done. This whole red circle thing is done. And so the football team leaves. And Doily stays, and Doily's like, and then there was one, just the way you wanted it. And the red circle was just your way of drawing the black hood out. And Archie's like, maybe? Aw, oh, shit, Dilton figured out my plan. Because <laughs> Archie's dumb. And Dilton's like, meh, you're going to need some stuff. It's a place on the edge of town, go after dark. No, Dilton. I kind of like that Dilton is like the black market guy. <laughs> He should be the drug dealer, not Reggie. I know! That would be amazing! Well, he might be the drug dealer at the end of the day. He's 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 the arms dealer. Reggie's low level of nothing. <laughs> that makes so much sense. No, but he's the arms dealer. <laughs> we cut to Hiram in his study, and Veronica comes in. Daddy. And Hiram kind of starts acting... I felt he was acting kind of nervous in this scene. He's like being, he was shuffling paper. He's being cautious. He's, yeah, yeah, a little cautious. Cagey. And Veronica's saying, you know, one of the best things about Archie is that he's earnest and, and not in a bad way, in an innocent way. He's trusting, impressionable, and vulnerable to certain forms of attacks. What did you guys talk about? You know, I honestly don't remember. Oh, what a classic move. So uh, I can't recall. <laughs> you know, he's he's you know, he's vulnerable to forms of manipulation. What are you trying to say, Veronica? Or suggesting? I'm not suggesting anything. I'm asking, what did you and Archie talk about? Okay, writers. We've had this conversation like 20 times now. Mm -hmm. Can we just get to the point with these? With this if you're going to do these, all of these tiny little 30-second scenes, get to the point. Seriously. We don't, we don't need... If you're going to not have long scenes, you just get to the point. We don't need all these extra... Back and forth. Like, I am firmly now on... I can't remember the actress's name. But I'm on her side. The writing for Veronica is terrible. They're not writing no. anything good for her to say. The first episode, she was good. First episode of the season. So far, this has been horrible for her. Mom. Not that she's doing a bad job. I think she's... What they've yeah. been writing for her since episode one. of Because episode one, she was great. 
it's it it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. She's doing a great job with what she has to work with. Yes. Sometimes it's fantastic, and sometimes it's like, guys, it, it it'd be one thing if this is the first time mm-hmm. that you know we're having a serious conversation with dad or mom. But good lord, get to it already with with this whole crew. Hiram says he doesn't remember. I have to get back to my Swiss banks and uh, the Lodge Charitable Trust. Trust. Ugh. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Anyway, Jughead's reading about serial killers. And Tony comes in, and they're talking a little bit. She's recommending other serial killer books to read. Uh, Robert Graysmith, mm-hmm. who wrote the stuff that Zodiac is based on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jughead gets a phone call from Betty, but he ignores it. Uh, they talk a little bit back and forth about serial killers, and then that you know, hey. you know, this serial killer is a little weird because he's sending letters and cryptos but he's to hiding, the press, but he's also hiding his face, mm-hmm. which don't match up. Also, she drops Ted Bundy, Albert Fish, and Eileen Warnos. One of those is not like the other. Eileen killed like five people. Albert Fish and Ted Bundy were prolific and creepy as fuck. Yes, they were very creepy. Eileen Warnos, it. It started was, as a crime of passion. Yeah. And then she started targeting Johns. But she, she was... She killed more than five people. She was brutal. I think she killed, like, 20. Yeah, well... But she... No, she only got charged for, like, five. They they never proved that she had anybody okay, else. Okay, but they, it was it was suspected that she killed many more. But Bundy was 30-plus, and Albert Fish went after kids. He's real dark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, Eileen doesn't match those two. That's a weird, weird pull, it's but okay. A, no, it's a crime of passion but it could also be hinting that the killer could possibly be a woman Ooh, good point Mm -hmm. i don't think it is but you know the librarian at the beginning of this episode kind of looked like she had green eyes she's not the killer (laughs) it's just just just, 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 no hey hey looking for clues okay tony says she's a true crime junkie and jughead says well true crime is my crack And uh, Tony's like, all right, well, let's work on the cipher. And Jughead kind of hesitates. But he's like, okay. Uh, then we cut to Betty, who is working on the, the cipher, the code. And she gets a text from Jughead. Uh, well, let's talk tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of like mm. blown off a little bit. Uh, Arch- we cut to Archie's house. Uh, Archie's getting ready to leave. And V shows up. Or Veronica. And they kiss. And she goes, that's my apology. I want to support you, even if it goes against my father. Again, right better. Mm-hmm. And Archie's like, you know, the red circle fell apart this morning. And Veronica's like, well, the red circle needs to uh, expand, not contract. Well, yeah, but the guys already gave the guys are cowards. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's true. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, then Archie goes to buy goes to the Army Navy store with a fake ID. Gasp! He buys some ammo and some Kevlar and is the most Archie he could be. He has a fake ID that says Wilbur Wilkins, which is a comic book character. Okay. Um, and as oh, oh. as after he says this is what he says, I'll be paying cash for this. I'll be paying cash for everything. It was just so. And the guy's lame. like, <laughs> and the guy's like, cool, whatever. And then he brings him stuff and he's like, Are you going hunting? And it's like. Light bulb. Archie goes, yeah, that's that's what I'm going hunting. He could not be dumber. <laughs> you could not be dumber. And also, the guy reminds me of the pawn shop owner in Parks and Recreation. A little bit. <laughs> Old Herman. Oh, boy. Oh, that's a great character. Joe Cannon answers the door before school, and he is not awake. Betty has shown up, and... Uh, Jughead's like, sorry about my morning breath. Okay. What want, time is it? Do you want some coffee? <laughs> uh, she starts talking to him about the cipher, and he's like, oh, yeah, Tony and I are working on it. And Betty's like, come on. And she says something, I can't remember exactly, but like, come on, Jug. But the captions say, come on, Chuck. Oh. So there's some there's some controversy going on. So people are arguing back and forth. Like, no, she said Jug, but it does kind of sound like Chuck. So the the close captions say Chuck, and I'm thinking because that because after she says that, Jughead hesitates, and I feel like she did actually say Chuck. Why? Because she is a little bit manic. 
She has an almost manic need to be like, come on, come on. I like I need you here. We, I, I like this thing. And I almost feel like Jughead heard that and was just like, I'm not going to react to that. I'm, cool. I'm going to let that lie. Yeah. It could be totally wrong. I know a lot of people are put. No, she said Jug, but it really does sound like Chuck. Well, it sounds like we have a full-blown conspiracy on our hands what? here. What? This show wasn't already confusing to have to deal with. Yeah, but Jughead says, yeah, me and Tony are already working on it. And B goes, let me guess. She loves serial killers. Jughead says she does have a penchant for the dark side. <laughs> and Betty just decides, you know, let's just work together. Let's have a code-breaking party and you can be the host. <laughs> They're going to have a crypto party. Okay, so Betty's definitely jealous. Yeah. She's a little jealous, but I do I do admire and respect the whole, well, let's just work together. Like, like she tries not to make a big deal of it. Let's work together. There's more important things to do with. That's, that's, that's a good attitude. And then Archie's at school. He's walking the halls. And Veronica made some t-shirts. Well, Veronica comes up to him and she's got, she's holding her coat closed. She says, I have a surprise for you. Uh And you think of what's under her coat. And it's a t-shirt with a red circle. And Archie's like, what is going on? And Archie's, and Veronica says, are you saying I'm not rocking the scoop neck? (laughs) It's adorable that you underestimate me. This is good Veronica. This is good Veronica. You're adorable when you underestimate me. When she's a little condescending, it's funny. That's how it works. She, especially with Archie, because Archie is a dumb, dumb boy. Especially when she does it without references. (gasps) What? Eh, The references are okay. Remember, I made my piece with that. We don't need a thousand of them at a time. Exactly. Uh, So, Veronica's had t-shirts made, and the River Vixens are handing them out, and... Archie's just kind of like, oh my god. And Veronica says that, you know, this is a movement with style and panache. And they zoom out and just Archie's like, what did you do, face? is great. Well, but Veronica makes the point. It's like, if she basically goes with the, if we're all doing it, they can't kick us all out. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. So, Betty is at the crypto party swearing she's seen these cypher symbols. symbols look so familiar. Maybe if you loosen your ponytail, it would come to you. That's Betty? from Tony. And Betty's like... What? What? And Kevin steps in mm. and, like, stone faces her. Betty's ponytail is iconic and beyond reproach. And Betty goes, like, it's cool, Kev. And Jughead, you can see him in the back. He is stifling a laugh. He is trying not to die. Yeah, I think that was actually Cole Sprouse. Oh, I bet that, that was real. That totally looks like Cole Sprouse. He's <laughs> just like... <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all Cole Sprouse. It's hilarious. Because they both give the perfect withering looks to each other. Oh, yeah. And then Betty's just like, you know what? At this I'm, point... I'm willing to try, anything. try anything. So she takes out her ponytail, which still continues with my theory that no ponytail equals vulnerable. And she is very vulnerable. She's got this other girl who's spending time with her man, mm-hmm. and she's got a serial killer saying, you inspired me. If that's not vulnerable, I don't know what is. And, um, you know, they're talking about different letter combinations, trying to figure out if they can they can find some codes there. Double L's for kill, Kevin Keller. That's more good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, okay, let's get back to what we know. Uh, why is this killer, why is, why is he doing this? Why is he killing? Uh, Betty says, you know, he's looking at all the sinners and the hypocrites and he's targeting people with ties to the north side. And Tony starts ranting. She goes, oh, this is just fake news again, you Northsiders and your privilege. Uh, you know, don't forget those neo-Nazis. Um, oh, you're demonizing the South Side. Well, and Betty's comments, well, we just have to look at facts. Oh, no, no, Betty, no, no, no. Facts, you fell right into you that. Know, all of the drugs and the gangs are on the South Side. <sighs> and Tony says, all of the drugs are being sold to Northside crackheads. Which and is you guys, true. And you have those north side neo-Nazis, and she's referring to the Red Circle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, why don't you just come out and say it? But he's like, say what? You think the Black Hood is a serpent, and you hate the serpents. And Betty's like, no, I don't. And Jughead, uh, Betty says, then why does your boyfriend lie about sitting with us at lunch? <laughs> Kevin Keller says, I'm gonna go. And then Tony's like, yeah, I'm going to pack up too. 
You want me to walk you uh, home? I'll, I'll walk you home. Tony just ignores him. Oh, or you can walk me home. <laughs> so I leave. I want them to be best friends. That would be... No, he needs to be best friends with Cheryl. We need a quip-off. Uh, I we need quip-offs I know, all but, day. But, but KK and Tony would be pretty good. Yeah, he's, he's, he's loyal to Betty. Betty's his girl. Um, Jughead tries to explain to Betty, I, you know, sitting with the serpents is just about survival. Betty's like, it doesn't I, I, matter. I get it. The clock is ticking. We, we've we got to get this done. He's like, I don't, who cares? This it could, could be his laundry list or his kill list. She's very earnest about this, which it's fair. Archie is being a very large adult son. Archie walks alone at night in the south side. <laughs> <laughs> Bright lights, south side. <laughs> There's literally an S with a, with snakes on it on the street. If it was west side, we could totally do the west, oh, no, end, no, no, west no. end boys, pet shop boys stuff. Oh no, there's going to be a rumble later. <laughs> there's going to be a I know. rumble. Oh, we'll get there. I just really wanted to play when you're a jet. <laughs> no, no, like, <laughs> we'll get to it. It's great. Let's uh, just put it this way. He's got a spray paint can, and Banksy, he's not. No. He is painting some red circles on the south side. Um, he turns a corner, and he's spray painting, and some serpents, which include Sweet Pea and Fogarty, and another guy who we don't know who it is. Um, they come upon him. They, oh, they say, you're not going to trash my side of the town. Back off. I'm not here for you. Uh, Sweet Pea pulls a knife. He's like, this is Southside Country. You don't tag our turf walking away. You're making a mistake. Archie pulls his gun. Who made a mistake? Who made a mistake? Yeah. And they run. Mm -hmm. Um, Archie? You okay, buddy? Now, to be fair, as soon as they run away, he, like, loses his breath. He's shaking and then, like... Covers over. Then sees he has a gun in his hand. He's like, oh, shit. Puts him in his jacket and zips up. Okay, I would like to point out, Archie has not worn his Letterman jacket since he got his gun. Mmm. Mm-hmm. I, would, I just want to point that out. That's a thing that's happening. Yeah, it's true. I wrote a little poem for this next part. Oh, please, please share the poem first. Jughead and Betty sleeping on a couch. Betty wakes up and starts freaking out. <laughs> you need more verses. I know, but that's where we got. Okay, so that's what happened. <laughs> uh, she's, her Betty's phone is ringing, and she says, my mom is going to kill me. How did we sleep in? And Jughead goes, exhausted. It's not easy being us. <laughs> I think we say that to each other constantly. Jughead is not awake through this entire scene. Oh, yes. My mom is going to kill me. I'll call you later. And Jughead's like, uh, uh-huh. okay. uh-huh. <laughs> Falls back asleep. I sympathize with all of these emotions. I know, right? Uh, we cut to Dr. Phylum's class. Poor Dr. Phylum gets no lines. No, he doesn't. And we've seen him like three times now. He's going to team up with Dilton to make a bomb or something. No. Or Dilton's going to use what he learned in Dr. Phylum's class to do it. Fair. <laughs> That's probably a more accurate thing. Uh, Weatherby and the sheriff have come for Archie Andrews. Veronica stands up. It wasn't Archie's idea to do the t-shirts. This is not about t-shirts, Miss Lodge. Archie's like, be cool. Be cool. So they leave, and the sheriff says there was a gentleman at his bodega saw a Riverdale student waving a gun around, um, and they believe he had red hair. We think we got enough to. Ch- we think we have enough information to check your locker for weapons and contraband. Don't you need a warrant for that? Or you should at least call my dad. No, he's like, don't you need a warrant? No, I don't. And I was like, hey, Sheriff Keller's right for once. Because uh, he doesn't. Archie says, you know, you should at least call my dad. And Weatherby says, he's been informed. Open the locker or I will. And you know what? Uh, uh, Archie? Justified. Archie's looking like his dad. He mm. does some little ticks here. I was like, you look like you look like Fred. Huh. Mm. You're pulling a Fred there. Maybe. Uh, they open the locker. They don't find anything. But they, they find they, the hood. They find a black hood. And Archie's like, oh. I can explain that. It's the hood Reggie was wearing. Yeah. Oh, that we know that to be what that is. Right. And we cut to Fred is like angrily washing some dishes, and Archie says, "I I can explain the hood," and Fred goes, "I'm at a loss. The school they think you're a threat. They've banned you from school property, and I can't tell them any different." Archie, I was shot, and the guy who did it is still on the run. 
He and scares me. He scares me, but not as much as you do right now because I have no idea what's going on in your mind. I have no idea what you're going to do next. Damn it, Fred, you're the best parent of all. I know. He's so right. Yep. Ugh. We do have to have a moral touchstone in adult form. Talk about pure heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ar- he, he's like, all right. He starts leaving. Archie's like, well, can, can't we just talk about it? We can talk after I get back from town hall. Mm-hmm. As long as you're willing to be honest with me and let me in. Yeah. Cut to from <sighs> Veronica in her room. By the way, a storm is coming. Yeah, a big storm. Yes. Like, epic storm. So much lightning. Uh, Hermione walks into Veronica's room and is like, Oh, nice t-shirt. Will you be wearing that when Archie's arrested for recklessness? Veronica's like, he wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Veronica's like, you can say that with certain Hermione, you could say that with certainty. After seeing that video. Maybe. And Hermione says, you know, maybe you're just being loyal. And there's... N- Loyalty, there's nothing more honorable than that. It's noble even. But blind loyalty, that's a stupid and dangerous thing. And make sure that's not what's happening. Don't let that be you and Archie. That is a very important distinction. Yes. Because Hermione probably started out with Hiram as blind loyalty. And that got her into this position. Yep. And so she's warning her daughter, don't do that. It's like, look, you love the boy. I get it. Mm-hmm. Don't be stupid. No. Okay. If he's going to take you down, there's no point in being loyal to him. And, you know, and I'm sure she's like, I, I know Archie's way better than Hiram, mm-hmm. but come on. He's going a little crazy. Jughead is um, at Betty's house and he says, you know, I wasn't snooping. For the first time ever. Um, but you forgot some things and I thought... I found this and she's Betty's looking at her books and stuff that she left and he she's like what and he's holding up your note and he's like you know um I assume it was with the cipher mm-hmm why haven't you told why didn't you tell anybody well I told Kevin I was like you've been with this at the south side school and with the serpents Betty it's been two days I know it sucks we don't go to the same school <laughs> Thank you, Jughead, for being a little bit like a voice of reason here because... Well, to be fair, Everyone's acting like it's been months. I know, but she's... That's not the real reason. She's trying to get away from actually explaining it, to which he finally corners her and she's like, I didn't say it because of what the letter says. Yeah, she goes, I inspired him. And, you know, Jughead's like, well, what, you think you're worried about what people are going to think? And Betty goes, not people, just one person. You're worried about Archie? Archie? She rolls her eyes and like, sits down. He knows who's good and who's bad. And he, you're good. Uh, you're like Nancy Drew meets the girl with the dragon tattoo. And then Betty goes, figures it out. Goes, light bulb. This goes, happens every time he mentions Nancy Drew. A little bit. Nah. I, people like to call her Nancy Drew a lot. Regardless, it, happen, it happens every time she's ta- having her serious conversation with Jughead. Yes. Every damn time. Any, any any serious conversation with Jughead jogs her mind. She goes, what are my touchstones? Let's go! Please don't use the word touchstones um, to reference your own life. It's stupid and lame. <laughs> it should be used in uh, uh, written, not, not said. I actually bought it for Betty, though. Yes. It makes sense for actually, her to Actually, it, it would have made sense later, Jughead referencing, oh... This is one of your touchstones when they... When, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, Veronica gets a call from Archie. She goes, what? What do you need me to do? I need you to do something for me. It's very Liam Neeson on the mm-hmm. phone. Cut to Veronica at school. She goes into a bathroom. In her cape. Okay, kind of makes sense here. And she goes into a bathroom in the stall and takes the lid off of the water tank and she pulls makes she, a wincy face she, as she reaches in it, the water back there is clean I know God. but she's Veronica she pulls out a gun that has been wrapped in plastic yeah, well it's the gun in a ziploc bag yeah. yeah she goes and confronts Archie there's a lot of back and forth but Archie basically says I want him dead I want to be the one who does it I want to be the last thing he sees it's like okay then what you go to jail or you miss and he kills you it doesn't matter what happens to me it matters, it matters to me and your dad and Jughead. Yeah. Okay. And finally then throws down, I threw the gun in Sweetwater River. What? 
You can be mad at me now, mm-hmm. but you're going to thank me later. Good honor. Good. Why did they give her such a short damn skirt? I know, with with the knee-high socks. Boots. I think they boots. were boots. Might be boots. Here's the thing. I'm okay that she's fashionable. Yeah. It's probably going to be on the shorter side. Mm-hmm. It was too short. With yeah. the white shirt. It, yeah, it was basically... it's. Th- and then that shot of him on the couch with her from behind. It was like, guys! Yeah, it's... Come on. It, they're trying too hard sometimes. And they don't need to. No. They don't. They are all very attractive And we're people. not prudes. No, they're all very attractive people. But come on. Yeah. Uh, and then the football team shows up. Hey, Reggie with, brought some pizzas. With pizza. And Dilton. <laughs> Dilton is not on the football team, and he's not even the equipment manager, so why is he with them all the time? Yeah, I don't know. Someone actually posed that question. In the comic book, Reggie is kind of Dilton's protector. He doesn't let anybody mess with him. Also, But Dil- I wish they would explain that a little bit. Well, it's, I think Dilton is part of the red circle, too. So. Well, he is, but why is Dilton with the football team all the time? Because he's not the football team. It's the red circle who showed back up. Before they were the red circle. Okay, then I don't know. Okay. I, I would really like some backstory like Dilton is Reggie's next door neighbor and they grew up together and so they've been kind of like the Jughead uh, Archie relationship. Well, they're pretty ride or die as we'll find out. Yes. But I, I first... Would, I would like a little of that backstory. First we have a town hall with a terrible mayor. Who shares your concerns. Okay, like, I don't... Is it Robin Givens that's the issue here? She's horrible. Yeah, I don't like her at all. Now the writing, I think if the writing was a little bit better, which we we agree is not the best. But like, I don't. She's unnecessary almost. Oh yeah. Yeah. She 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 could just not exist and it'd be fine. So we're gonna cut back and forth here. It's kind of hard to keep track of where everybody is because we cut straight back to the Andrews house with Reggie talking. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on intercut with what's happening at the town hall. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to Reggie and he's like, you know, you didn't tell Weatherby the hood was mine. And in the book of Reg, that makes you a top tier loyal badass. Uh, we're, you know, if you want us, we're here for the red circle. We're going to keep it going. Yeah. And then Veronica hears something outside the door. She's like, and in perfect timing, Archie trouble. And what's, I love about this is. Archie instantly pops up and jumps over the coffee table and just goes straight to the door. Archie's supposed to be somewhat of a klutz, but I really found it funny that in this moment he's very swift and coordinated, and it was like one—it was one fluid motion. And uh, he opens the door, and there's Sweet Pea and a couple other guys, and he's like, "What? You thought you would you? There wouldn't be any payback?" He's a little too intense. He's got a—he's got a neck tattoo. He's a high schooler. Yeah. It's a bad neck tattoo. Roll it, rain it it's in a little. It's too small. It's a dinky neck tattoo. Regardless. Um, <laughs> Reggie opens the door. Like, and he gives a pretty good line. You have crap timing, bro. Bulldogs <laughs> eat serpents for lunch. Uh, they decide they're going to fight. We're going to fight. And, and Archie just turns around and is like, Veronica, stay here. What? No, Veronica? What about your gun? What about your knife? I made and- a promise to protect my dad. In this house. Mm-hmm. So you stay here. <laughs> and Veronica says, okay, if y'all are going to fight, there's going to be rules. Unless you want Sheriff Keller to be a referee. <laughs> mm-hmm. We cut to the library, and Betty says, is telling Jughead, okay, we, uh, I used to check this book out all the time and obsess over it, and it is the Nancy Drew Secret Code Activity Book. <laughs> of freaking of course Of course it is. It is. It fits her character. It's funny. Makes total sense. But this is where Jack had said, Betty, it's one of your touchstones. Yeah, exactly. That would have made more sense. That's that's where that line could have worked better. Mm, whatever. Uh, we go back to the town hall. Sheriff is saying, oh, we, we're going to set up a hotline for the town. Yeah, because that's going to do anything. <laughs> Alice jumps up and goes, that sounds a lot like what the Red Circle's doing. When are you going to clean up the real problem, the south side? Applause, applause, applause. <laughs> By the way, again, the FBI is not here. Makes no fucking sense. Seriously. Yeah, if they were going to do something effective, call the fucking Federal Bureau of Investigation. That's what they do for a living. 
uh, Sheriff Tom says that we're going to issue a town curfew. A curfew? We need to show strength, not cower. We need to close Southside High and bolt, use the funds to bolster the police department and hire more deputies to keep our children safe. Actually, not the worst idea in the world, except that you've got all those kids who go to Southside High that you got to figure out. That's that's that doesn't fix the problem because then all of your issues over here are just going to move. Yeah. You're going to put all of the problems in one place. It's not like Amsterdam. But you know what? It really doesn't matter because Betty just cracked the code. Betty solved the cipher and it says, I will strike next where it all began. And they both, both Betty and Jughead say, the town hall. Yep. That's where it began. Uh, that's, that's according to this be, guy. According to this guy. Well, I, I think, I don't think that's accurate. I don't think town hall is where it all began. Well, we'll see. Okay. Now, I have to give a major shout out to Reddit because a couple people, more specifically one user, figured out this cipher days ago. Nah. So I was trying to work on it too. And I got pretty close with a few things. Like a couple people were sharing, hey, I tried this and I tried this. But so I've known what the cipher was for a couple days because uh, I was reading it in the Reddit. So y'all are awesome. Good job. Did they figure out the Nancy Drew secret, Nancy Drew secret no. code book? No. Wow. Because when you look at the cipher, the first thing you do is figure out what are the E's. E's most common letter ah. in the alphabet. Um, and the biggest thing is that there's one symbol that you're trying to figure out what is the letter. Well, that symbol stood for a space. Ah. And once that was figured out, it was it kind of unlocked everything else. I'm so bad at that crap. Oh, I love that stuff. Ugh. I love that stuff. It's so gross. fun. Anyway, um, <clears throat> it's time for a rumble, y'all. Yeah, they show up, uh, you know, south side versus north side, and they're all standing in the rain with the face off. And then we cut to Fred at the town hall, and he goes, you know, this, you know, this town is divided, and Alice, you're holding the cleaver. And then we cut back to the rumble. Archie punched first. At least he's, at least your son's out there throwing elbows. Yeah. By the way, too much speechifying from the parents. That's Their, their intercut scene is not good. No. Uh, Hermione says to Hiram, I told you Fred was going to be a problem. Hiram says the town loves and trusts him, and that could work in our favor. Uh, Betty and Jughead burst into the town hall. They say, the Black Hood is coming here. We solved the cipher. Everybody leave now. Then there's like a power outage. Mayor McCoy says, everybody calm down. Sit down. It'll be great. And Betty, then Betty pulls a fire alarm. Betty pulls an alarm. Everyone leaves. We go back to the fight. Um, there's a lot of back and forth. And Dilton pulls out a knife. Uh-huh. It's Dilton who pulls out the knife. When I first saw it, I thought it was Sweet because he has a knife. But it's Dilton. Oh, yeah. Um... And because that's how Dilton does it. Yeah, and then there's a little bit of back and forth, and Archie yells Dilton, and we hear a gunshot, and it's Veronica. She has the gun that she said she had thrown in the river, and fired she's in the fired air. in the air. Ends the fight. Everybody runs, and then Dilton has been stabbed in the leg, mm -hmm. and so they're helping. Uh, Archie goes to Dilton and start helping, helping him. Uh, but then we get a commercial, and then we cut back to. Dilton is in the car with Reggie. Reggie's talking to Dilton. Okay, now when we get to the when they ask you the hospital, what do you say? And Dilton says I was minding my own business, and when a Southside serpent jumped me. Yeah. So they're lying about what happened, and they're gonna frame the Southside for it. Also, this will not bode well for anybody. Also, pretty sure Dilton stabbed himself. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think Dilton did. Yeah. That now that Dilton's now that a you psychopath. Now that you mentioned that, I'm like, oh, Dilton stabbed himself in the leg. All right. Dylan's a psychopath. Well, Elizabeth, we're waiting. Betty, get uh, we're back at the Cooper house. Betty and Jughead are sitting shamefully on the couch. Betty gives um, the sheriff the letter from the Black Hood, which Alice instantly takes away. Of course. And, and he's reads. like, you've been keeping this from us? Mm-hmm. Then we get our beefcake moment of the week. Uh, Archie in a, is... In a fairly good scene, might I add. It's not bad. It's a little schmaltzy. By the end, yes. Yeah. Um, Archie's sitting on his bed, shirtless, and Veronica's tending to his wounds. Tonight was really messed up, Ronnie. Things got out of control, and you saved Dilton, and you saved me. And while they're talking, Fred comes up the stairs, and he kind of sees them talking, and he kind of overhears Veronica saying that, you know, we need to hold on to each other during these times, and Fred decides to leave, and so he doesn't interrupt them. 
I think that's partially because he's like Veronica's got him. Mm-hmm. She, you know, if he's not if he's not going to talk to me, at least he's talking to her. Veronica's being a good influence at this time. Yeah. And Archie says, you know, if if I had had a gun, I I I don't I don't know what might have happened. Some this, some kissy time, some making out. Things are getting started, and then Veronica sits up and stops. We have one more thing we have to do tonight, and Archie kind of is like, oh man, but you're right. And they, uh, then, you know. Go back to Jughead narrating. We get some Jughead narration, and they have arrived at the Sweetwater River Bridge, and they are throwing the gun in the river, and Archie is wearing his Letterman jacket again. Can end the cycle of violence. Mm -hmm. And then he was like, it would no longer be known as the town with Pep. It would be the town that dreaded sundown. And Betty's writing in her diary. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she gets a call from an unknown number. And she picks it up. And on the phone, hello, Betty. This is the Black Hood speaking. Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Woo. Okay, who's the killer? Who's the fucking killer? I know. Damn it. Okay. Okay. First of all, it's somebody who knows Betty extremely well. We who's, know that. Who's known her for a long time. Correct. So that's automatically going to rule out like half of Riverdale. I think it's people are still really pushing on Hal or the sheriff. I Hal's a red herring. It can't be Hal. I could. I will accept the sheriff because it would also explain why he's so bad at his job. It really would. Because he's not doing it. I like that theory. That would explain a few things. And we knew he was being paid off by the Blossom. Well, not paid off, but he was in the Blossom's pocket, which also explained why the drugs were getting over to the north side. Right. But then there's also this hypocrisy angle that's playing in. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's very selective as to who's getting murdered. Well, okay. So if it's the sheriff, um, he had nothing to do with the Jason Blossom killing. No. Which was probably the tip of it. You know, we gotta, I, I can't do this anymore. Um, I, I'm, I'm done with this shit. We're, we're going to get, we're, I'm, we're going to get rid of all these people who are nothing but trouble. And so that would explain, you know, going after sinners and hypocrites, you know, Fred, you know, he's an adulterer and his son's troublemaker. So I'm going to go after Fred. You want a real twist here? Huh? That means he's going to go after his own son. Well, that's what I was... I was like, well, that doesn't explain his son. Oh, well, it does. He just hasn't gone there yet. Like, his son is the last thing. There's always a weakness. Maybe. The serial killers always have some sort of weakness. Mm. And that would be his son. But we also don't know where Kevin's mom is. We haven't seen her. I hope we meet her. Especially since she's gotten a mention, because I kind of assumed she was dead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. Are there any other, like candidates that we could think of i mean well, a lot of people still really like um tall boy from the serpents but we haven't seen him in a while and how would he know all this about betty because the sheriff couldn't would know these things we also have the the floating secret blossom idea Ugh, it's it's it not doesn't make s- it doesn't make sense but it's not betty's brother no well okay and then there was one rando person on uh on reddit said it was oh what is oh damn it i can't remember his name now the one blossom board member oh yeah uh the the it's aunt cricket and then uncle i I can't remember his name but maybe that it's him uncle blossom yeah uncle blossom so that could be interesting that would also might explain if that he why he might know about betty even though betty didn't know she was blossom yeah and that could tie into a much richer backstory for them. True. And if Archie's mom is actually a Blossom, like we like to joke about all the time, um, he could have gotten information about Betty because Betty and Archie were best friends growing up. Yeah. So it could have been one of those, he was on the periphery. So let's let's lock that in. Mm-hmm. We think it's either the sheriff or, or Uncle Blossom. Blossom. I think right now that makes the most sense. Yeah. Uh, if we're if it if it really is somebody who has to have a proximity to Betty, those are our best candidates because I think Hal's just a red herring. If it winds up being Hal, I'll be fine with it. No, I'll be really annoyed because they already faked us out last season with it being him. Yeah, I know. 
And it really doesn't make sense. It would make a lot of sense if it was Alice. <laughs> like, like if Alice was a blackhead, but she's not. No. She's not. Alice is too good of a character to be wasted on being a bad guy like that. Yeah. It's, you know. So there. Yeah. Which means it's time to watch the next preview. Yep. So like, you we haven't watched next week's. So you guys, you know, do the iTunes. For those of you who are iTunes people, Apple recently updated some things. And now the podcast app sucks on your phone. So we really need reviews to give us better ratings so that we show up better when you search for mm-hmm. Riverdale Podcasts. So if you like us, at least a little bit, enough to download us occasionally, nah. please go review and rate us on iTunes. Uh, you don't have to write a big, long thing. Put a ginger pun. Just put a ginger, ginger pun, pun in there and then give us the rating. That'd be great. That'd be fantastic. Cool. And uh, we're going to go watch it, and after the break, we'll be talking spoilers. So we'll see you guys in just a minute. Okay, we just watched The Next Time On, episode 18, When a Stranger Calls. It's Uncle Blossom. Really? When Betty says... Please don't hurt her. He's got Polly. He oh, knows yeah. where Polly is. Somebody knows who where Polly is. I, I just it just it just feels blossomy. Well, it feels blossomy. Okay, but it could also be here's the thing. The killer's been tracking them. True. So whoever it is, they might know where Polly went. Yeah. That's that's beside that point. She I, I like the first thing, you know, if I if the face under the mask, would I recognize it? We don't we don't get the answer, obviously, in the preview, but If that answer is no then we can go for sure it's an Uncle Blossom. It's, it's Uncle Blossom. If he just doesn't say, eh, who knows. Jughead joins the serpents. Mm. And I think we're going to get the... We've already started seeing some cracks in Bughead. Bughead? Bughead? Betty and Jughead. <laughs> Bughead, that's their official name. It's their oh, couple name. It's Bughead. That's bad. Eh, it's accurate. What, Jetty? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Bughead makes the most sense. Yeah, I think with him officially joining the Serpents, we're going to have a problem. And also with the Black Hood telling her to um, cut people out of her life, she's going to pull away from him. We're going to have a bigger problem with Archie, though. Oh, yeah. Archie's protective as fuck of Betty. And he is they've had no contact this last episode. Well, it's not just that, but Archie's got a problem with the Serpents, period. Yes. So that's going to be which is like Jughead's best friend. It's a whole. Oh, there's going to be a lot more tension next episode. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel okay. So next week is episode five. I think episode six is going to be like a a kill a clinch. Well, because how many do we have on before the hiatus? We only got we have have nine before hiatus. Okay. So I think five is going to be a lot of buildup. I think six is just going to be fucking crazy. We're going to get seven. Some more crazy in eight, and then nine is gonna be like nine is gonna be our Christmas episode. Dash, what the fuck just happened? Hiatus. Mm. We gonna find out the killer before then, though. I think if we don't know in six, I think we'll find out in seven. Okay. Because they've got to end this part of it now. I can see them not catching him right away, but no, us as an audience knowing who the killer is by episode seven, maybe eight. I'm fine with them not resolving it within the show, but the audience needs to know who it is. Oh, yeah. By by seven, I think we, that's what we need to be. Okay, weird other question. Okay. What if it's more than one person? It could be. Hmm. But our, still be, our best contenders are the sheriff and Uncle Blossom. Well, what I'm wondering is, could it be multiple Blossoms? Oh, totally. It could be, it could be Aunt Cricket and Uncle Blossom. And Mary? Mary's not a serial killer. Ooh, but remember, she didn't go after Archie. Or they didn't go after Archie. They went after only Fred, What's... put the gun to Archie's head, and then went away. Well, Mary is not the direct killer. No. But she could be associated with. Now, I'm just trying to think, what would Mary's... I, I could see Mary shooting Fred. All right, well, that makes sense. But Mary shooting the kids... I could also... Mary killing Grundy makes sense, too. Like, yeah. You defiled my young man. Um, 
But but shooting Midge and Moose. Well, no, but there's different killers. So well, I, I agree. So Maybe if there's different people on their hit lists. Yeah, and also that's the thing is each of those each of those murders like it's a gunshot to the gut of Fred Andrews. Hmm. It's a brutal like serial killer move on on Grundy, hmm. and then it's just a quick quick shot runaway hit on Moose and Midge. Yeah. So different MOs, which would also explain why Tony and Jughead are like, yeah, well they hide behind a mask, but then they're doing this. It could be intentional to try to, to try to somehow hide who hide the identity to get to the fact that this is a group of people. It's more than one. And I think maybe maybe that if, if we're playing into blossoms, maybe it's the whole blossoms doing this. We also don't know what happened to what's his face uh clifford in the barn and maybe the blossom family set that up not cheryl and mom huh i don't know they orchestrated that that would have had to happen really fast and we don't know how far away the other blossoms are Uh, they took a while to find this out who knows who knows who cheryl called right after they found it out fair i could see hal having been involved in that maybe hal's one of the people involved that's such a cop out. Just let Hal be a boring dude. Dad. Let him be a boring, nondescript father. Yeah. Hmm. I, I I'm I'm leaning a little that way that we've got multiple killers. A team. Maybe. But I'm I I think Uncle Blossom. I'll I'm, I'll I'm find leaning, out what his name is supposed to be here I in am, the next episode. I'm leaning Blossom with you all the way, whether okay. or not it's one or multiple. I'm also, leaning with you there. I don't. Well, okay. With the sheriff being a real fun twist that there's everything in the chaos. Fair. The other reason why I think it could be a Blossom is that, while I don't think Hiram is directly responsible for any of this crime, Hiram had, was against the Blossoms. Yeah. And Hiram is part of the reason why the Blossoms have been exposed. Might also be why he's supporting the Red Circle. Correct. And and so that could be uh, part of the Blossoms being like, we're going to terrorize the town um, to scare away the lodges. I could also see them going after the lodges soon. That could be part of their next target. Yeah. Um, Or a part of the the targets. But still, with it all focused on Betty, it's weird. Hmm. It's a hard, it's a hard nut to crack there. But I think we've, I think you're right. I think we've got some more solid ideas of where we're headed there. Now we just have to watch it play out. Damn it! Are you ready to make a TV genius prediction on it? Or do you need more information? I need more information. Okay. But I think you're right. I think after this next episode, you're going to have to... I think think next episode is going to be a lot of ramp up. Well, and I think you're going to have to make a prediction even if you're not solid. Yeah. Well, and, you know, now that I'm in the Reddit, there's a couple plot points that have been confirmed that have been spoiled for me. I haven't talked about any of those on the show. I haven't hinted at any of them. Um, But I don't have a TV genius prediction. Mm. Now I I still have all my predictions for season two that I made before the season started. So we're still going with those. Um, But this does change the killer. Hmm. 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 I'm going with uncle blossom. Okay. Well, Oh, you're going with that 100% TV genius? No, that's just that's just where I'm at. Working theory. It's my working theory. Okay. With possible, I could I could I could make arguments for Sheriff Keller, but I I think it's Uncle Blossom. I think that could be more interesting long term. Yeah, you got to think about the length of the show, and if Sheriff Keller is the killer, then we it throws things into chaos, but then it ends. Yeah, it throws it into chaos, and it would end, but then you have to bring in more deputies. You have to bring in you know new characters on that. What happens to Kevin? Then where's Kevin's mom? It's and I really like the relationship that Kevin and his dad have, so I don't want to mess that up. No. I don't want it to be sheriff. No, that's too easy. I like. Him. I would love him to be fired for being so inept. <laughs> <laughs> I could go with that. That's fair. The FBI does need to show up soon. Come on, call the FBI. We need a good, solid character actor to show up as an FBI person. We need Emilio Estevez or David Duchovny. I'm still okay with David Duchovny. Just do Kyle McLaughlin. Just do it. Please, just for one episode, have Kyle McLaughlin drinking coffee in the background of Pops. Just one. Hey, he's not going to do it. Just one. 
he just finished Twin Peaks. He's probably done with that for a while. He could play a random dude traveling through town for one episode. That gum you like is coming back into style. <laughs> so great. Hashtag Go Bulldogs! take a moment to review and rate us on itunes and for questions and comments drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com